Three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special guest that comes to us from the UK. His name is Chris Spivey. He's the proprietor of www.chrisspivey.org, spelled C-H-R-I-S-S-P-I-V-E-Y dot O-R-G. He has just published a book last month. The title of the book is The Filthy Rich. It's available on Amazon, on Kindle. I highly recommend the book. I just finished it yesterday. Uh, it's a very aptly titled book, talking about mainly uh, the kind of political elite in the UK, and we're going to get into that. He's also published a number of other books, uh, some on similar subjects. Some are fiction, some are nonfiction. One of one of that looks interesting to me is Meghan Markle Uncovered. Another is Monsters Inc. or Monsters in the Palace. Another title is The Conspiracy Files. And there are a few fictional books, but never mind the Sex Pistols, Here's the Bollocks, and The Great Cock and Bull Swindle. So, Chris Spivey, are you there? I am, Bill, yes. Thank you for having me, Mike. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to the interview. Congratulations on the book. For people who don't know your background, I know that you, I've, I've read some of your articles over the last decade. Uh, you have, you definitely have covered a bunch of interesting talk, topics. So, for people who don't know of your background, can you talk a little bit about yourself and then kind of lead up to the publication of the book, The Filthy Rich, please? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not from a, an academic background, uh, Bill. Um, I, I used to uh, be in the building trade, I had my own building company. Um, but um, without going into too much detail, uh, I had to take on my baby daughter when she was six months old, so I had to close that down. Um, and I'd been tattooing at that stage for a number of years. Um, so, tattooing, yeah, I was tattooing suited me a lot better with my baby daughter to look after. So I'd become a tattooist for 18 years. And then, um, you know, one, one time I saw this, uh, the Southern Independent newspaper, the biggest independent newspaper in uh, Southern Ireland and they were asking for contributors. Um, so I wrote in, but I've always done a little, quite a bit of writing. Um, and, and they said, you know, uh, write, write a thousand word article on something current. So, so I wrote about the London riots, the 2011 London riots. And they said, yeah, welcome aboard. Um, so I was with them for six or seven months. And then I uh, had my own website built, and 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 sort of went freelance from there. Gotcha. So that the website is chrisspivey.org. You have tons of articles and information, and so I take it that you've covered some of the topics on your website that are included in the book, The Filthy Rich. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, can you talk a little bit what what inspired you or why you wanted to write this book? Well, like you say, a lot of it's covered on my website over the years, and uh, it's just an accumulation of them works, Bill, right up to um, sort of present, you know, from 2012 to 2020, or 2019. Um, just about stuff that I've read about, you know? And, I mean, you kind of go into all these famous people... I mean, here we're, Woody Allen has just published his memoirs, and, you know, you're writing, I didn't know how deep 
the investigation into Woody Allen really was until I read through your book. I didn't know that, you know, they yeah, almost... And, and, and he used his money to uh, suppress it, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. So he you got... Know, the, the details of which are, are in the book. I mean, it's like... Um, all of these rich people who, who are, are pedophiles, you know, they they, um, they use super injunctions to um, uh, keep it out of the press and, and um, uh, they, they throw millions of dollars uh, to dig up the dirt on their uh, accusers to, to silence them. And, and that's exactly what Woody Allen did. Apart from he didn't silence everybody. That's true, but one of the fascinating things that you brought up is he just he had the investigators investigated, which I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, uh, and uh, I think you know um, that, that that that's what they're using their, their money for, isn't it? And and, and they're getting away with it. Well, if I mean, you know, the more money you have, the more you can get away with. Right? And and these people are, are are getting away with everything. I mean. Just the, the sheer fact that, that we're talking about um, his stepdaughter, you, you know, and, and you got to ask yourself, why isn't Woody Allen allowed to see his kids? You know, okay, the oldest one uh, at, at the time, um, we're saying 12 or 13 or whatever, uh, certainly old enough to make up his own mind, uh, and he refused to see Woody Allen, and the younger ones, they, they were, the, the court refused him access to them, you know? Right. So, if, if he was as innocent as he claims, why would the courts refuse him access to his kids, you know? Right, like the... They, 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 they only do that if there's something serious in the background there. Yes, agreed. Yes. Uh, and he's just one of many people you talk about, like Roman Polanski, Elvis Presley, Stephen Tyler... Uh, why, why, yeah. Once again, you know Roman Polanski. He he was known as a paedophile back in the nineteen sixties uh, when when he when he started. Um, uh, I mean, the Charles Manson thing. I don't know what you what your views on that, but uh, a lot of people and a lot of evidence suggest that he was a psychopath. And, and of course, Polanski was married to Sharon Tate. You know, uh, many still believe that Sharon Tate never really died. Um, you, you, you know, uh, she was just replaced by her, uh, air quotes, sister, who looks exactly like her, you know? Fascinating. I mean, uh, uh, so Polanski, he used to hang about with um, uh, Samantha Cameron, David Cameron, the ex-Prime Minister of, of the UK. Uh, he used to hang about with, with her mother, and, and she's uh, married to an Astor, Michael Astor who was the, uh, uh, the, the, the son of the man who's the, uh, embroiled in the uh, Profumo affair, you know, the 1952 scandal. For people in the States who don't know about the Profumo affair, can you talk about that and talk about the kind of black magic and occult aspects of that? Uh, again, I mean, there's quite a bit to it. Uh, uh, but what it basically was um, was the, the prostitute who has since admitted that, that she was working for uh, the skills of this Christine Keeler. She was um, shagging 
John Fumo, who was the Ministry of War at the time, uh, and set to be a future Prime Minister. And while she was uh, hopping in bed with him, she was also uh, hopping in bed with uh, a, a Russian uh, attaché who was um, uh, also uh, a spy uh, for the Russians. And uh, there was a big, big drama about this because they were worried about, you know, uh, pillow talk and secrets being exposed. Anyway, it was said that Christine Keeler and uh, Fred Mandy Rice Davis, who also appeared before, and who is also admitted to be in uh, a, a British spy, um, was supposedly being run by a society osteopath called uh, Stephen Ward. Now, Stephen Ward lived on the uh, Asher uh, family estate in a cottage. And he was very much into um, uh, the occult and, and, and Satan worship. Um, so much so uh, that there was supposedly, after he left uh, the cottage, the um, Nazareth had to get uh, a priest into um, to, uh, an exorcism of the place. Now, I don't necessarily believe that because I believe the Astors themselves are. Uh, devout Satanists, you know. Interesting. But but that that, that, that is the official story. Um, and that, that's a full of it's all it, it, it brought down the well just about brought down the British government uh, Conservative Party at the time and they never covered uh, the next election they lost and and um and Labour got in. Right, and 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 uh Perfumo himself was part of this strange group of uh, filthy rich people that meet called the Bullingdon Boys Diners Club. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's uh, a very exclusive club uh, um, that that you have to be asked to be joined. It's only open to uh, uh, scholars at Eton. Uh, David Campbell was also one, in fact. More or less everybody who was ever in the government uh, was, was a Bullingdon boy uh, uh, at one time or other. And um, they're, they're basically just uh, a bunch of, of um, posh thugs, really. You know, uh, the initiation is that they burn a £50 note in front of a homeless person and, and, and whatnot, uh, and go to dinner and smash the restaurant stuff and, and also their food privilege. Right, and I mean that the, one of the barriers to entry is you have to spend a significant amount of money to just get the pr- a proper attire, right? Oh, they have thousands of pounds worth just just for the uh, the coat alone, which is a, a long tail coat, you know, like they used to wear in the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, and, um, I don't need it by. In only. It's the same, same sort of thing as Colin Burns over there, gotcha. over in your uh, neck of the woods. Right, and, but they meet and they have all kinds of weird stuff, but generally it's like a drinking club, but they know they're going to destroy stuff and they have like funds already set aside to pay pay off their, their kind of uh, breaking of all these restaurants, right? That's it, mate. Yeah, they're, they're just fucked, really. Yeah. And Boris Johnson was a member who is currently the Prime Minister, John Perfumo, and there was yeah, a... Yeah, you know, you know, the, the, the Boris Johnson's on, on uh, court on type. Um, 
giving uh, a fellow called Darius Guppy. Now, Darius Guppy uh, has spent time in prison um, uh, for... He, he, he tried to commit uh, a fraud over in New York, as, as it happens, uh, which involved stealing a lot of jewellery. He had a, a lot of jewellery uh, delivered to a hotel they were standing in. Don't forget, to, and we're talking about very rich people here, uh, guppy family, that's where the guppy fish comes from, if they were fish breeders. And he had a load of jewellery delivered to his hotel room and then uh, tried to make out that they'd been robbed. And of course they hadn't been, and he, he was five years prison for that. Now he was the best man, uh, Earl Spencer, Princess Diana's brother's wedding. Um, and they also had a, a 50 cup fight because Guppy tried to seduce, um, uh, no, Earl Spencer tried to seduce Guppy's wife while he was in prison. But nevertheless, uh, Darius Guppy was a good friend of Boris Johnson, who, as he says, come Prime Minister of uh, England over here. And um, Guppy asked him for the, the name and address of uh, a reporter who'd been bad-mouthing him in, in the press, so as he could have him beaten up. Now, Boris Johnson wasn't worried about being asked for the name and address. He was worried about uh, being found out. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he gave it to him. So that, that's the kind of man that, that, that we have as Prime Minister, you know, someone who's prepared to give an name and address for someone uh, so they can go and break his arms. Wow, and so, and also there was like a subset of the Bullington Boys Diners Club called the Piers Gaveston Society. Gaveston Society, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, now, this, this is the, uh, the kinky wing of it, because they're in the kinky section, autism, whatnot. Um, uh, previous members of that that I know of are yet uh, um, what's his name the, the English idiot who was in um, Notting Hill oh, Hugh Grant Hugh, Hugh Grant Hugh Grant yeah, right. Hugh, yeah. yeah you know him yes he, he was member, uh, as were Ed Balls who was high up in the uh, the British government um, until he lost his seat uh, he, he, he married to um uh, a top government minister at the moment. Um, and, and yeah, uh, Bismarck, um, I forget his first name. Godfrey, Godfrey von Bismarck. Yeah, he, he was a member. He was there having an addict, um, and supposedly, uh, HIV positive as well. He was a member. A lot of people, a lot of people died of drugs. Right. You know, when, when, when you're rich, it doesn't matter, it doesn't seem to matter, you know, you can go away with anything. Yeah, I mean, you read through the book, it's just like the ne every next person or every third person dies of drug overdose or something like that. No, God. Gottfried von Bismarck was related to the German von Bismarck family. That's it, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of the names that popped up in that, in that chapter of your book was Mandelson because I didn't know much about him. But I knew of him oh, researching. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah so, but you, I, there's a picture of him and Jeffrey Epstein in the Caribbean. Can you talk a little bit about Mandelson? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he also appears on, on in the final chapter of The Filthy Rich. There's a, a, a list uh, compiled by a Dr. John Crawford uh, who, who um, helps victims of sexual abuse. And uh, on that list, um, Peter Mandelson's name 
Okay, a man and he is accused of murder within a 17 year old boy after torturing him. Uh, Manuel was in his airbag. He's been turned out of the government uh, at least twice and allowed back in for uh, wrongdoing. A homosexual, uh, paedophile as well, uh, sued me if I'm lying. And uh, good friends with the Rothschilds. Um, in, in fact, you know, Rothschild's puppet, as well, most of them, of course. Um, and, 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 yeah. Well, you claim that he was a member of the Order of Nine Angles and something called the Alpha Lodge. I've never heard of the Alpha Lodge, but uh, he's into black magic, right? They all are. You, you know yourself, too. I mean, yeah. you, you, you do what you I don't, I don't need to tell you, you don't get nowhere um, uh, unless you're a member of the, uh, uh, the, the, the Titan and Cold Club, you know? Right. Um, you, you have to be, and, and, and they all are. And when, when you talk about it, it's called, uh, especially among heavy metal music fans, you know, and then they, they, they sort of uh, embrace it, but they don't understand the, the real evil implications of, of real satanic occult, you know? Right, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You put in a little quote from uh, the Book of the Law, Alistair Crowley's book, and, you know, there it is. King shall be kings of the earth forever, the slave shall serve. That's right. Well, Alistair Crowley was the, um, the manager of... Uh, <laughs> the manager. The... the uh, the, the, the founder of the real occult, really, wasn't he? I okay. think so. I think he was uh, Same, same, same uh, MO, pedophile. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. They all are. Yeah. And, of course, be, being a, a, a pedophile in these circles, who, as you will know, it, 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 it's not so much about their love of um, raping children, it's all about power and. and uh, control and, and whatnot, you know. I agree. What's what is the Alpha Lodge? I, I'm not familiar with that. I don't know. What, what page is that on, man? You know. Uh, it was chapter six. You were talked about uh, Mandelson being part of the Order of Nine Angles. You talked about neo feudalism and debt enslavement. Like these, that's like your standard satanic uh, political approach. Particularly Crowley too. But uh, you talked about James Rusbridger and the connection between Mandelson and Dominic Strauss-Kahn. Do you remember that part of it? I don't know. No, I'm just uh, having to flip through here now. That's oh, right. What, uh, I mean, you guys have had some real other pedophiles that were high up in political power, and they got away with it. Leon Britton and Greville Janner. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, they said the Greville Janner. Uh, well, when he was first accused back in the 90s, uh, and, and then miraculously cleared, he got a standing ovation in the, uh, the House of Commons. Um, you, you know, that he sort of beat this rap. And then, you know, 20 years or so later, it turns out that um, it was all true what they were saying about him. But he couldn't go to court because uh, of his age and, and he had dementia and whatnot. But that doesn't seem to matter if you're a Nazi war criminal, of course. Um, but when you're a politician, you, you know, he gets you off scot-free. And then, of course, before anything else came, 
bad ain't he going after Leo Britton? Yeah. So a lot of those guys, and you've had the BBC pedophile scandal. It's just almost all of these people are uh, you know, faking their death or pedophiles. It's just a, a grotesque. It's crazy. Yeah, well, uh, over here, um, uh, they said the BBC stands for the Bogwin Boys Club, man. Um, yeah, you had Jimmy Savile. Right. Uh, uh, who... who was very good friends with with them as well. Originally, he, he was introduced to Prince Philip by uh, Lord Louis Mountbatten. Uh, Mountbatten uh, brought Prince Philip up, but him and his brother George Mountbatten, they were uh, prolific predatory pedophiles, you know. Um, but he introduced Jimmy Savile to um, uh, Prince Philip, and, and in turn. Uh, Prince Philip uh, introduced him to Prince Charles. Now, what 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 royal family could possibly have in common with a flamboyant, bleach blonde, ha long haired disc jockey? Is anybody's guess? But let me go. Yeah, I mean, apparently Savile had a free pass just to walk right into the palace, right? <laughs> no questions asked. It he did, he, he, uh, and they went that uh, he was shagging dead bodies. He, he, he uh, had the keys to four more men or which is the highest, most secure um, medical facility in, in England, um, which, which all the high-profile murderers who have been uh, deemed insane are sent to. He had the keys there, and then he, he, he had his own room at St. James' Hospital in Leeds, um, where he was masquerading as a porter, um, whether he was he was shagging dead bodies and whatnot, you know. No, it's incredible. And he was at Thatcher's. I think you wrote he was at Margaret Thatcher's Christmas party for eleven years in a row. He, he stayed. He stayed uh, uh, over the New Year uh, with Margaret Thatcher for uh, eleven years in a row. And, of course, Margaret Thatcher's government was absolutely riddled with pedophiles. And you know, for, uh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Well, for the American audience, who was Derek Laud? I don't... He was, he Derek was, Lord. Now, Derek Lord is a very, very dangerous man indeed. Uh, um, he was Margaret Thatcher's speechwriter, and he did... Uh, have a go at becoming an MP, but was beaten by a fellow called um, Bernie Grant for uh, a seat. And he's also a very good friend with David Cameron, ex-Prime Minister, uh, so much so that he even went to his wedding. Um, and now people are distancing themselves from, from him um, because he's been named a number of times as a, a dangerous paedophile. Uh, he's a black man who speaks very, very posh. Um, and at the time, the Conservative Party was very racist at the time that he was with, you know, working for Margaret Thatcher uh, in the mid-80s to the mid-90s. Um, yeah, yeah, they embraced this well-spoken um, black homosexual fella uh, with, with open arms, you know. And there were reports of him... Um, uh, putting boys in hospital or having buggered them, uh, you know, with internal injuries and whatnot. Um, 
he actually said uh, he, he called me certifiable and said no one actually believes what I've written about him um, but unfortunately for him a lot of people did believe exactly what I've written about him and he, he fled to South Africa uh, for a number of months and is he still involved in conservative Tory politics? In the no, 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 Lord, blind me, no, they won't touch him with a passport. I mean, all references to him on, on, on pages, you know, Wikipedia pages like David Cameron's and that, all references have been erased uh, because no one wants to be associated by him now. He was writing for a British newspaper and I actually wrote to them, sending them my evidence, um, saying, uh, you know, this is the man you've writing for. I, I believe uh, he no longer writes for them. And certainly in South Africa, he was uh, involved in um, a ledger uh, company. And a journalist friend of mine uh, got in contact with them, a South African journalist friend of mine got in contact with them, uh, uh, once again passing that evidence on. And um, uh, he was removed from the Board of Directors. Well, why do you think that these pedophiles have gotten away with this injustice for that long there? And these, these, are, these are operations that involve a lot of boys' uh, homes and uh, you know, vulnerable children. Why, how do you think this just went on? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, they get away with it because they're, they're all there at the very top. Uh, and this includes the police, you know? The, the, the top policemen, they're, they're all into this um, satanic worship and whatnot, and um, things are covered up. Um, Leon Burton, take it. Um, I was contacted by a journalist who worked for The Sun in the 1980s, who told me that Leon Burton had been arrested um, for raping a boy. Um, yeah, he had been arrested for raping a boy, and while he was still at the police station, the uh, security services came in and ordered his release. Well, yeah. So they're all, and you, you had these operations that were like pedo operations, Operation Or, Operation Avalanche. Yeah, which started in America. Uh, oh. Now, the names of those arrested under Operation Or uh, were all given to the, or supposedly all given to the British police. Um, uh, by the American investigation, I can't remember what the American investigation was called, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it brought up all these names, and, and Tony Blair, who was then the Prime Minister, supposedly uh, issued a denotice to stop the press from uh, reporting on, on the big names uh, who were caught up, although some got out, I mean, Pete Townsend was supposedly caught up uh, in, in, in Operation War. Um, and I thought he got away with it. He said uh, he was researching for uh, a book <laughs> by you know, going on these pedophile paint going on these pedophile sites. He was researching for well, you know, uh, Pete, where, where, where's that book? Did you have Bobby Wright in here or what? Yeah, that was the guy from The Who, right? That's The Who, yeah, who's early getting back to remember. Can't remember. And of course, the Who are, are mentioned in my book, The Filthy Rich, um, with, with Pete Lambert, who was their manager, uh, and other people, you know. So Pete Lambert, and then his mom or his dad. And then, or, or Kit Lambert. Right, so Constant Lambert was friends of Alistair Crowley, though, right? I think you wrote that. 
That's what that was. Yeah, yeah that was his father, yeah. What's the Fitzrovian circle? I don't know what that means. I don't know, mate. Is that in a reference that I've uh, probably from? Not, not written that bad by myself. Say that again? I didn't understand yeah. that. Well, what was that? In the book, there's a lot of um, source, source references because a lot of people will obviously turn around and say, well, anybody can say anything about anybody, especially if they're dead. So, I use uh, source references to back up all my claims. Source references. Uh, and it, it might have been uh, caught up in a source, ref source reference of uh, used to, to show where I got the information from. And you talked about uh, David Litvinoff and I'd heard his name when I was researching Donald Camel. Why, why is David Litmanoff an important figure to understand? Again, is that that's, um, the spy, isn't it? Uh, David Litmanoff was like the guy, I think he was like a hoodlum, right? He was like a London underground guy? In, 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 involved with the craze yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I think you'll find that comes from uh, the article that I... Um, Added to, which was written by somebody else. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Because it's interesting too, because that's like another tie to, to Crowley that, yeah. was Donald Campbell. And, and that, Anthony Stokes, I think, is it's in uh, that chapter, Death of a Whistleblower. Gotcha. And uh, I mean, I didn't know that like, the crates trends are all over the place, blackmailing people, and they are a very important. Uh, underground criminals there that were also both pedophiles, right? They were both pedophiles, yeah. Uh, supplying to the, the rich and famous. Uh, and then using them to back, um, using that information and, and um, the filming that they had on them uh, to blackmail people like Lord Boothby and um, Tom Dryberg. Right. And so they're all having these parties together. The Tom Dryberg is Labour, Boothby is Tory, and they're—I mean—they're yeah. all trolling for their kids. Yeah. Every boys between them, so yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And I covered those two characters in my book, Children of the Beast, because Dryberg, for people who don't know, was supposed to be at one point Crowley's heir, so he was supposed to carry on the great work for Crowley. And there's kind of a fame, well not a fame, a vignette of Dryberg going to, after Crowley died in 1947, Dryberg went to the, the executor, a literary executor for Crowley named Simons, and took his oath, he had a written oath to do the work of the Great Beast, and he took it and burned it. So he went back and made sure that that wasn't left for history. But Simons recollects that in one of his books. But yeah, so Dryberg was always kind of, con like many of the people who admired Crowley, secretly in contact and secretly writing things about them. But Dryberg is an interesting character. I mean, what's your impression about Dryberg as uh, somebody from the UK? I mean, he's a typical, typical politician, mate. Um, uh, uh, I say, back then, they, they was um, blackmailed into doing um, the, well, the people who really call uh, the, the shops, you know, the people behind the curtain. Um, nowadays, um, they're maneuvered into position because of who they are or what they do. Um, you know, and there's no doubt, it's just a matter of public record now that Tom Driver was a, a predatory pedophile, as was his boyfriend, Lord Robert Boothby, 
who was um, uh, very close to Winston Churchill. Now, Winston Churchill is now being accused uh, of being a paedophile as well. And this is how far back he goes, Bill, you know, he goes all the way back. Because, as you know, then the, the government figures, they're just puppets. They're not, um, they have no real power. They just do the will of, uh, you know, and the families like the Rothschild and, and whatnot who, who wield the real power in the world. Well, it's interesting here. We had the, four, the fourth in line to the, or the third in line to the, to the presidency here. Denny Astor was a convicted pedophile, went to jail. So he was really far up in the government under Bush, uh, but got caught making payoffs or trying to structure payoffs. And, uh, yeah, so I don't think it's something specific to the UK for sure, but you've had it, some it, people. It, it's world worldwide, mate. It, 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 it's worldwide. All first countries, um, politicians, they're all pedophiles, um, and they all have skeletons in their closet. Uh, and, and, and you don't become a politician unless you are part of the club, you know? But that's all they are, they're, they're just puppets. They they don't wield the real power, you know? Just, what, what, what a politician there is a front man for the people who really rule the world, you know? Right, so if this person is totally corrupt, that's the ideal uh, functionary, if, if, right? If you're prime minister or a president, you're guaranteed to be totally, totally um, corrupt and 100% a puppet. Now, didn't Cameron have, wasn't that, he was a Bullingdon boy, but he was all kinds of involved in drugs, but also wasn't there like a rumor of him performing a sex act with a, with a pig head? Yeah, yeah, uh, which is not a rumor, so it's a true fact. And this is one of the initiations that they're supposed to undertake um, to be able to get into the uh, the Bullying the Boys Club, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't have just been Cameron. Uh, so it's every one of the persons in the Bullington Boys Club has performed this same type of act. Same, same as the Skull and Bones over at um, Harvard, you know? Either Harvard or, or, or yeah, I forget which. Does the Bullingdon Boys Club, did they have like a lodge? Did they have like a place where they, they meet? Or is it always just moving from restaurant to rest restaurant? Uh, I don't know. I suppose they had like what, what you call a, a flat house. Flat house, yes. Um, uh, you know, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's an Indian exclusive club. Uh, just because you go to wait and doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get be invited to join. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Do you know the size of the membership at any given time? Is it like two or three hundred people? I, I have no idea, but in, in, in the filthy rich, um, and there's a, at least a page and a half of um, famous names that, that have been members. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a long it's a long list. Uh, yeah. It includes kings and, and uh, right. yeah, prominent politicians and whatnot. It's remarkable. And those guys, that's how they all uh, bind themselves is by the secret agreements and secret things that they know about each other. So they're all blackmailing each other, probably. Because they know yeah, what they're doing. Um, all, all, all the blackmail to um, uh, sort of do uh, the bidding of their masters, you know? Um, 
we, we just take any include the uh, Rothschild family as it does uh, in America, you know, and France, of course. Uh, there's a, a Rothschild pulling the strings of, of all of them. In fact, right. uh, many, many, many members of the royal family uh, do in fact look like Rothschild, you know, more like Rothschild the Windsor's. Interesting. Well, the guy that's there now, the head of France, literally worked for a Rothschild bank. Emmanuel Macron was a, was an investment banker for a Rothschild bank. Yeah, famous, um, what's his face, who, 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 who gets carried away around and around here. The, um, sorry, I'm terrible with names, but I'm, honestly, I, I should know. Nigel Farage. Oh, really? He's a Rothschild banker? He was a Rothschild banker. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Wow. Um, so we're at about 40 minutes. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything that I missed? Or, um, it, it's like I say, Bill, you know, I, I, I could talk for hours and hours and I've done on, on, on this subject. Uh, you know, it all depends how far you're talking about David Cameron. Now, uh, David Cameron first child, uh, who was uh, severely disabled, supposedly died uh, in the book, the details of his death or in the book, and it's speculated by some uh, that he killed him. Now, you look at how many politicians their first born have died, and uh, it, 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 it was well above um, what would be yeah, of course, across the national average, you know, uh, same with actors, you know, um, the amount of, of, of actors whose first-born child has died. Now, it's said that um, to really be in with um, the, the satanic occult, you have to kill your first-born or your first-born has to die, you know. Right. And you, you, you look at the huge list of politicians and actors who first born have died and and you've got to wonder whether there's really something in there. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. I mean, your book is properly titled The Filthy Rich because it's just so much filth. These are all names that are really the top of uh, British society. British I, I, I don't know, I, I don't, you know, I, I, let's not, I'm not being the man of Bush here. Uh, people are like, can come and sue me if they like, but it's all um, backed up by um, you know sources where I get the information from. You know, I don't just put these names out of the top of my head and so yeah, he's a pedophile, he's a pedophile, and it's all backed up with evidence. You know, and uh, you, you you read the book and it really does make for harrowing reading, especially the uh, in my opinion the last chapter, which uh, I say is, is a, a name of. Uh, satanic sexual child abusers who um, piled by Dr. John Crawford. Um, and, and, and it's the same names that appear time and time again. And, and you're looking at, you know, household names on that list. Okay, so the book again, the title is The Filthy Rich by Chris Spivey, published in February. It's published by... Christopher D. Spivey. Christopher D. Spivey, right. So there's a few Chris Spiveys. Okay, and then your uh, website is www.chrisspivey.org 
C-H-R-I-S-P-I-V-E-Y.org. There's a lot of articles and material there. Yeah, there's yeah, there's articles on, uh, on there. Um, the, I don't know if blow my own trumpet, but they will blow your mind. Well, uh, sounds good. So people, go check out that website. Again, the book again is Filthy Rich by Chris Spivey. Mr. Spivey, thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Okay.